Awesome stuff. Yeah, man, are you guys feeling good in the presence of the Lord this morning? Yes, you feel like you can take on the world, eh? Amen. Give yourselves a round of applause. Come on, man. Somebody gave me such a, such a nice uh, compliment the other day. They said, Pastor, you lost weight, but now Bash is putting on weight. <laughs> what you? How is that a nice compliment? <laughs> it's nice for me. Thank you. <laughs> I've been battling. <laughs> we just spoke about loving your neighbor. Come yes. on, let's just focus. I love here. you, brother. <laughs> it's just more to love. Planet <laughs> yeah. Fitness, I'm coming back this week. Make space. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. God good. is good. Yeah. It's good that we can joke about these things. Oh, for sure. I used to be a model back in the day. You know that, guys? I used to be a model of before and after. Now I'm just a before model. <laughs> Whenever they're looking for a before picture, they find me. <laughs> He's the after picture. Give me two weeks. Give me two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, I'll be back. After two weeks. <laughs> awesome, man. Is, is Jaden showing her today? Jaden. I remember she was going to... Oh, we're talking about uh, last week uh, when we were speaking about feeling and, and walking in that general sense of God being with you. How many of you guys remember last week's message? Yeah. And we gave you guys a little bit of homework. How many of you guys did the homework? Hey, praise the Lord. Look at this. Look at that. Very good. Very good. Turn to the person next to you and say this. Say, I'm about to tell you something very important. Okay? If you don't experience something in your heart, okay? Look at them. Look at them. Say, if you don't experience the word in your heart, your heart cannot transform. You see, we can have the word in our mind, we can hear the word, we can know the word, we can study the word for the next 20 years, but if you do not actually experience the word, the heart doesn't know how to transform. The heart can't go from A to B. Amen? So unless we, tra unless we experience it, we're never transforming. All we're doing is we're just consuming and consuming and consuming the word, but nothing's taking place. Are you guys with me? And this is why it's so important. We were saying the other day, there's so much word in this church. We do discipleship school. The Sundays are full of serious nutrition. And we were saying, you know what we need? We need more time for experience. More time for experience. We want you guys not to just walk out here knowing the word, but we want you to be edified by the presence of God. Amen? The only thing that separates us from the world in a challenge, we were speaking about this in the band this morning, is that when two people are in the same challenge, they can both be Christians, but one will panic, one will give up, one will run to self to self. Uh, uh, um, to the plans of the flesh, and the other one will stand sturdy, stand firm. They won't lose their joy. They won't lose their peace. They won't lose their vision. They won't lose direction. What's the difference between the two? They're both Christians. They both know the word. They both believe. What's the difference? Experience of the heart. Experience of the heart. It's, it's the, one, the one has this sense with them all the time. Now, I'll be God and, and he'll be me. But the one has this sense. The storm is there. The problem is there. The sickness is in the body. 
Are you with me? The uh, economy is falling apart. Things are not good. Not enough customers are coming into the shop. But guess what? Peace of God is not the absence of problems. It is the presence of God in the problem. And that is something that you have to feel. You have to have that general sense of he is with me. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. I know that this thing is tough. I know what's ahead of me. I can see it. It's not for sissies. But praise God, I've got a big, powerful, tough father. And he's got me and he's walking with me. At the moment that you don't sense that, the moment that disconnection takes place, feelings of God has forgotten about me. God is so far away from me. Is God actually there? Do you know that you can go to church for 20 years and still ask that question? You know why? Because your feelings can, your feelings can be so tricky. Your feelings are so powerful. And that's why the word says you must not live according to your feelings, but you must live by faith. Turn to the person next to you. Not by sight, brother, but by faith. Not by willpower. Not by mind power. Not by positive thinking, but by the substance of my faith, I live. Do you know how powerful your positive thinking is? It's as powerful as your last positive thought. That's as long as it's going to carry you. Hello? Do you want to go and get, uh, go to these, these pastors today or they are more about, uh, what do you call this? Um, motivational speaking. Come on, you can do it. Confess the word. Read the word. Come to church. Do it. Give, give, do it. Go, go, go. But there's no substance. There's no substance. Amen? We were saying this morning, faith is not blind. Faith is something that you can actually touch and feel. Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Man, we have faith privilege. Nothing can separate us from our Father. That's what he says in Luke, in, I almost said Luke, in Romans 8. 8.16 all the way down to, I think it's 30. We can read that just now. But how many of you agree with me? Do you agree with me? How many of you guys know that you know the word, you've read the word, but when it comes to these circumstances, you just tend to fall apart sometimes. Yeah. How many of you guys know? Let's be real, man. Let's be real. I've just been going through something in my body. I haven't told anybody about it. It's quite a serious sickness, that I've been, a disease that I've been dealing with. And when I first got the symptoms and I first read up about it and everything, I was, I, I was like, hold on, this is quite serious. This is quite hectic. This has just come out of nowhere. But you know what I had to do? I had to lean on my father. I had to trust him. And he has healed me without any medication. Amen? He has healed me without any medication. But when you look at that thing, it looks so big. It looks so bad. It looks so ugly. But, man, my God is bigger. Come on. And he is more beautiful. And he loves me unconditionally. Amen? Man, God is so good. Amen.
You know that experience, <laughs> that moment when you know when you look at that thing and it's like, oh, this thing is big, right? Use it as a marker, guys. This thing is big compared to me. That, that's really the fear that we're feeling, right? This thing is big compared to me because here's the thing. I don't have the ability to stay healthy. I don't have the ability to get wealth. I don't have the ability to build a blessed life. I don't know about you guys. I'm talking about myself, okay? I'm saying for me. <laughs> but here's the thing. All things become possible in context of him. Like what you said now. It's like, it's like I'm looking at this thing and the, immediately what comes up inside of you is like, how am I going to beat this? And you know the only thing that you're met with? Your limitation. That is it. Now, people think that the fight of faith is I have to go through my limitation. No, you have to lay it down. That's the key to faith. Faith is only Jesus, none of us. Are you guys with me? And we can go and like, like you know, when you did the research, and you know, all that stuff. And we've all done it. Like, especially like in finances. You know, it's like, oh, okay, what happens if I miss a payment? Boom. There you're done. Next minute, you're in jail. I know, it always ends up there. It either ends up in jail or death. That's our consequences, right? But the thing is this now is that when we look at all of those things, we are looking in terms of our limitations, our ability. How am I going to make this happen? You know? But we don't want to admit it. We want to say that this powerful big God is going to do this through my limitation. Okay, you can't do it through your limitation, but God is? That makes no sense. Are you guys with me? Hello? Are you guys with me? So when we're dealing with this thing called experience, you know, and I know this is part, what part are we on today? Faith like Jesus? Seven. 93,000. Right. Thank you. <laughs> when we're talking about having faith like Jesus is that he walked purely with consciousness of the Father. Are you guys with me? Even though he knew he had to live and breathe and eat and pray and he had to live a life that reflected God, right? His only consciousness was the Father's nature. Are you with me? And you look through it all. You know, my, probably one of the best illustrations, right, is certain parts of all the, te- uh, the miracles. Before Jesus does them, the Bible says, and he looked up and he gave thanks, or he said, Father, I thank you. Are you guys with me? It was the active decision of laying down his ability, laying down his knowledge, laying down all these things, still understanding that he has to do it. Are you guys with me, right? Even to the point in the garden, he laid down. He says, hey, Father, hold on one second. If this thing can pass me by, he knows he has to do it. But he says, your will, not mine. Are you guys with me? And when we look at it, right, I want to use this example. Because this is really where uh, I think, especially in today's society, because, you know, we are ridiculously stimulated in today's society, guys. I mean, at any point in time, you can find mental stimulation. You watch something, listen to something, go somewhere, you know. Stimulation is all around us, you know. And it's amazing that when we read, I think it's in Deuteronomy, where... uh, um, Moses was saying that, listen, God took you out of Egypt. He's talking about the Israelites. He took you out of Egypt, right? And he, and he sustained you in the desert to show you 
that bread is not your source. Hello? He, to, he, he put you in the desert to show you. Now, God doesn't put you in deserts. Calm down. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Okay. But the image that I'm trying to bring across is that we still have reliance on a lot of those things. And you see, what takes place is that when your heart shifts, right, where God becomes that source that he's shown us through the Old Testament and even the life of Jesus showed us, what the apostles teach on, uh, when God becomes that source, what happens, right, is that even when these things take place, we don't put ourselves in the middle of them. What do we do? We take refuge in our strong tower. Are you guys with me? We don't fear defeat because he's our victory. Are you guys with me? We don't fear judgment because why? He's blessed us in Christ. Are you guys with me? But here's the thing. Knowing must become experience. Now, let's talk about that word experience, right? Now, there's, <clears throat> uh, in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's, there's specific words for knowledge, right? And some of the words that are used for knowledge in, in the Greek is experiential knowledge, right? You have intellectual knowledge and reading words on a page and everything, but there is certain knowledge that comes through experience. Ephesians 3, for example, that you may know the love of God that surpasses understanding, right? It is experiential knowledge. Because you must remember, our understanding is always going to be a limitation, right? Not because there isn't understanding to get, but because we're always getting. We're growing. We're learning. Are you guys with me? So when we talk about, oh, I need an experience with God, we have worship conferences, you know, we have all these things, whatever. That's not the biblical experience with God that we're talking about, right? The biblical experience with God is where you have a source. Boom. You have a source, regardless of what it is, just whatever you connect to right now, the first thing that pops up, you have a source, right? And what happens is, is that that source gives you a confidence. It gives you a comfort. Are you guys with me? Whether it's your job, whether it's your business, whether it's your lifestyle, um, if it's your parents, if it's a, 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 a romantic relationship, whatever it is, right? That, that source gives you a comfort or a confidence, okay? Man's killing my example. Yeah? Use your own source. Yeah, I'll use my own source. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is when uh, the experience becomes real, and this is how you know, right? And this is not an exercise of second-guessing things or whatever, but it's about going on that journey of shifting that confidence and that feeling that you get from that thing to now experiencing the same confidence and feeling in Jesus. Are you guys with me? Now, a lot of people struggle with that because, but listen, if I shift the thing, the problem's still there. We're not talking about the problem here. We're talking about you in Christ. Are you with me? And as believers, we need to put down this absolute desire to have this perfect life. It's not coming, guys. Y'all got load shedding this afternoon. Where your, your perfect life is coming from? Please, let's be realistic, okay? There isn't this utopian life that's free from issues, guys. This world is fallen. The, the, the Bible tells us that. People are, fallen. People are fallen, you know? As believers, we struggle with the flesh. How much more unbelievers who are just controlled by the flesh? Are you guys with me? So the work that we are to put in, last week we were talking about laboring into rest, yeah. you know? This labor that we're supposed to put in now is saying, okay, Lord... Making a decision, say, okay, Lord, 
I believe I can experience this in you. Because you see, whatever your peace is anchored in, your peace will shift as that thing shifts. Are you guys with me? Hello? So if my peace in ministry is playing guitar or if my peace in ministry is sitting up here, let me tell you, that one week where Deez is like, Bash, I think I'll handle it today. I'm going to be like, oh. Lord, am I cold? <laughs> like, then I go in through a week of emotional insecurity and everything. I come to you, I'm like, listen, Deez, God's calling me to something else. And you're going to be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, it's just, you know, I, I don't know if preaching is for me. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> now, trivial example, but how often do we do that? Now, if we shift that confidence, if we shift uh, that peace from all these things which are movable, and we shift it to our immovable, loving, heavenly Father, it doesn't matter what moves on the outside. On the inside, we're going to be fine. Bash, does that mean, you know, I'm not going to feel the pressure? No, it doesn't mean that. Bash, does that mean it's going to go smooth? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that you will always be an overcomer. It means that the worst thing can happen, but you will always have a way out. It means that the, 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 the people can say the worst thing about you, but it means you'll never have to fight for justice. Are you with me? And you know, and you know people reconcile this with like very extreme examples. Yeah. You know, like if we talk about provision, you know, we were, we were talking about it the other day. We were talk, if we talk about provision, you know, people say, oh, I don't need anything. I can lose it all. I got Jesus. But okay, whoa. Okay. That sounds noble. That's great. But losing it all is going to affect you very badly, you know. A better thing to do is like, you know what? I have my heart open. I'm trusting God. I will walk in everything that he has for me. You don't have to go lose everything, guys, to prove that you have faith. Just experience. Are you guys with me? You don't need calamity to prove that you have faith. Where was all of Jesus' chaos to prove that he had faith? Listen, man. He had no chaos. He was walking on the other side of abundance. Are you guys with me? Right? So when we're living our lives, don't worry about these extreme things of, it's all for Jesus or nothing. You know, we get people come in here and they experience uh, something in worship. And, you know, they experience something with the Holy Spirit. They're like, Pastor Didi, this is my home. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you did well. Praise God, you know. Then you don't see them. <laughs> yes, this, this guy ran away from home. We need to phone the police. I don't <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's because when we have those very extreme reactions, guys, it's because all our confidences are in these things. They have not been disconnected and put into Christ. Are you guys with me? Right? Now, hello, hello. Do you have a question? Okay, we can do it at the end, okay? Just remind me, okay? Amen. Okay, we, I'll just remind me. Okay, we can do it. Okay. So, so now, when we... Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, disconnecting from these things and putting them in Christ, right? This is the work, the labor to enter into the rest of God. Are you guys with me? Now, let's talk about that rest because everyone has a different definition, right? We know. We, we've discussed this. When we mention a word, everyone has a different picture. Okay, but what does that rest? What does that rest look like, and what does it produce? Because that's what we're interested in. You know what I'm saying? So last week we were talking about how rest is sleeping, or entertainment, or you know, it, it, we have all these things to what to disconnect from a tension, a pressure, a suffering. 
Are you guys with me? But the rest that God is offering is the rest from working to achieve his life. Working to get a hold of his life. Are you with me? Working to be blessed. Working to be righteous. Are you guys with me? Because if you are working to get all the things that Christ has freely given you, we are what? Under a curse. Because Christ gave us the absolute standard. But if we're working to get there, we're never going to. Are you guys with me? But again, the paradox is we're not free of things we need to do. Amen? So what happens? Now in our hearts, you must remember, guys, you are not what you do. Look at the person next to you. Say, you are not what you do. You are not your behavior. You are not the amount of money you have. Right? You are not your Ferrari. You are, you are not your weight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. It's winter, guys. Give me a break. Hey, people telling you I'm looking fat. Eh? Yes. It was Jaden. I bet you it was Jaden. It was you, eh? <laughs> uh, it was Jaden or Jamie. Anyway, but now when I say you are not, what does that mean? Right? It means that your value is not associated with those things. Are you with me? That's what it means. But now you say, Bash, value is such a weird thing. Like, ah, you know, we're getting a bit deep here. You know, like, maybe a bit hippie-like. Make love, man. You know? Make peace. You know? But here's the thing. Remember, like I was talking about this morning, if we are to truly steward, we need to be in line with God's righteousness. Righteousness is the way he's made it. And the way he has made it, the Bible tells us, is that you were predestined to be found in Christ. Are you guys with me? Now, being found in Christ means that you have no dependency of that value independent of him. Amen? Now, if you guys would do this exercise, because it's the exercise we're all called to do. If we would disconnect all the things that give us value and give us peace and all these things, and connect them to God, right, we would not be immovable like this. Amen? Now, step one, the rest is disconnecting all those things. What does it produce? Okay? I'm just going. Do you want to? You, yeah, you good? Yeah. <laughs> so what does the rest produce? Now, you look at it. Let, let's take a scenario. Where's Candy? Hello, bud. Why are you hiding behind the pole? What happened? Oh, you okay? Okay. All right, lucka. Okay. So Candy had a, had a scenario where um, she was under pressure, under certain mandates to do things. You guys know what I'm talking about. And in her own heart, she had to test. Because now, what are you faced with? You're faced with, boom, flip, there goes my salary. The salary pays for all the stuff. Oh, my goodness. And in that process, I, pro I don't think I've ever spoken to my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'll, we'll, we'll unpack it now. So I don't think I've ever spoken to my sister that much in my whole life. Praise the Lord. You know, that's good. I enjoyed it. She, she's fine. You guys know her. So what happened was, you know, uh, um, uh, obviously COVID hit, you know, and then the vaccine story came out. And next minute, her uh, employer said, no, we're mandating it, like a lot of employers did do, right? And she was faced with a dilemma now because... She knows the evil of the thing, but now she's faced with a fear ahead of her of, flip, but I'm going to lose all the stuff I love. Because that's really what happens. You know, we, we think about our lives. So immediately, we picture ourselves at the robot with a sign. Let, I'm serious. You know, I, I'm not making light of that situation. But I don't know about you guys. When I, I'm like, flip, imagine we'll work for whatever, you know. 
that's rough, you know. And, and we go to that extent. Remember I said it's jail or death, right? We go to that extent, you know, ready. We're facing the thing of, but I'm working so hard so I can avoid that. But now there's a speed bump that could get me there and you crippled. Are you guys with me, right? So she was faced with this thing and now this, this, this thing happens. Now, here's the other thing, all right? As believers, you're supposed to believe. So now you've got more pressure on top of what the world's giving you and all those issues. You've got more pressure now because, flip, I said I believe in Jesus. Do I believe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I think about these things because I'm like, but if, if I go outside of this, then I can't say I'm a believer in Jesus. But I am a believer. But <laughs> that's, the, that's the, you know, Jesus says, come to me, okay, my burden is light and my yoke is easy, okay? But it doesn't mean there's no yoke there. Mm. doesn't mean there isn't a, a, a burden to be carried. The burden there is to do it his way. That's the thing. Are you with me? Exactly. To be led by him, by his power, to live it out righteously. Mm. So that's the, that's the two. So you've got the burden of the world now, take this thing or lose your job. And now it's like, yo, I gotta, I actually, I'm a Christian. I've got to believe. I've got to walk this thing out. Exactly. exactly. But when you follow his burden, he makes it light. He makes the yoke easy when you yoke up with him. And what comes out of it at the end is what you're about to yeah. explain. 100%. So, so, Kenny, I'm using your example, obviously. But I promise you, like I said, I've never spoken to my sister more in my life. What was it, like a month? Three, three weeks or a month or something? Yeah, about three weeks, right? Three months. Oh, it was three months. Jeez, that's even worse. Because they tell you in the beginning, and then they let, let it dangle you along. Oh, my gosh, that's so evil. So, three months, that's rough. Okay. My story just got better, thanks. So, three months, right? And I promise you, do you know what I noticed in this three months? Obviously, when there's problem, we all go quiet. <laughs> Being social is the last thing. Oh, no, I don't know about you guys, but yo, when something's wrong, I'm like, lost my eight. I'm seeking the Lord, right? So she, she went quiet. Because why? She realized now that as much as there are so many things in life that a lot of people can help us with, right? There are certain situations where it's just you. No one's going to come in and swoop the day. No one's going to swoop in and save the day. Thank you. Yes. You know when you say something and your mind's like, This hey, is South hey, Africa. Hey. Anything can get swooped or swapped. You're going to get swooped, right? Even the day. <laughs> no one's going to swoop in and save the day. I love how you're just laughing at me today. Praise the Lord. And now she is faced with the thing, but she knows what's going to happen if she comes under this. Because she's already had employees at work who are already facing complications in their house. She was the last in her department left, right, who didn't, you know, comply. And I promise you, every day, it was funny, we didn't pray for breakthrough. We didn't be like, no, we come against this. We rebuke this. You know, Christians, I love when they do that. And I'm like, but where do you have power to do this? The key is, Lord, I can't fight this, but we receive your grace now. You know what I'm saying? But we'll get into that some other time. But anyway, so we're going. And you know the only conversation we had? She kept asking me. Every day she came to me. She's like, but, but how do I have faith? How do I believe for this? Yeah, you know? She was challenged. She was challenged yeah. now because yeah. she's realizing that a theoretical understanding, a, a knowledge, intellectual knowledge, which we do have in the Bible, but then an experiential knowledge of walking this out. You know? 
She's realizing I'm lacking on that part. So now she was in a boot camp. She's like, but I'm going to get fired. I need three, I, I, I got like three months here <laughs> to figure out how to experience this thing. And you know, I kid you not, and night after night till one, two in the morning on multiple nights, we sat. She's like, well, like hey, what's up? I'm like, okay, let me get my Bible. Are we going to go, you know? But we don't get to skip this process. Are you with me? Because faith in action. Now, this is not a story of, oh, faith without works is dead. That's got nothing to do with you and God. That's got to do with you and people. You claim to be a Jesus follower, but you don't follow Jesus. Someone can come to you and say, where's your works, bud? You say you believe, but you're living like a heathen. That's the context. It's got nothing to do with you and God. With you and God, you go through this process of taking all of the comforts and the confidences and everything you had in everything in this world, controlled by people who have no care for you, and you go on the journey to put them in Jesus, to get all of that from Jesus. And you know what happened? She made the decision. She's like, no. I will, I will not. You know what happened? Now, this is where everyone's waiting for, wow, the whole, everyone got turned over, the department changed. No, she got fired. It's truth. Then people are like, but she followed God. I was like, who says you're not going to get fired if you follow God? The apostles were murdered. They were martyred. But I wanted my job. Did you want your job or did you want God? Okay, so, was, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. So, so that was a cool, that was a nice punchline. I'm glad that worked out well. I planned it while I was talking. I was like, let's go. She got fired. <laughs> so she got paid out. All the debt was settled, you know, everything. So now she's in the place, she's like, so I'm like, bud, what are you going to do with your life? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. Then she was fiddling around, she, you know, going, thing. but she's got peace through all of this. Do you know why? Before the decision of being fired or something being turned over or whatever, a moment happened in her heart. She had a experience of all the word that she knew. Are you guys with me? And what happens in that moment is that you realize that all the securities I have in my life are independent of relationship. Okay? What is that? What does that look like? It means that all my confidence comes from inanimate objects that I can control. Are you guys with me? Think about it. It's all independent of people and you're in control of them. And for a believer, the hardest part is, right, moving into that, that, that place of experiential faith, you know, where, you, where, where you're seeing it tangible in your life, is realizing that I've been hurt and let down and backstabbed and talked about and everything by so many people in my life, right? But to walk with God, I need to believe that he is a person who truly loves me. He's a person who wants me blessed. He's a person who wants me safe. He's a person who wants me flourishing in every area. Now, the struggle comes in is that, yeah, but people have told me that before. People have said, uh, yeah, I got your back, bro. Then they left you alone. I'll never hurt you. Then you turn around and stabbed you in the back, right? Now we look at God and we say, okay, God is a provider. God loves me. God is my healer. God is, you know, all these things, right? But then we come to him and we're like, okay, but if I'm going to let you in 
don't hurt me. If I'm going to let you in, I, I need to, it's like, God, you don't understand what's in the space. I got to let you in, right? If I'm going to trust you more than my job, <clears throat> yeah. please don't let me down. Yeah, please. It's like, it's like you can't, Lord. Like, like you don't understand. Like God, like, like, and then we end up sounding like that, you know? And God's like, God's like, how can I let you down? Now, here's the thing. We've been given all the framework. God's never going to leave you, never going to let you down, you know, all that stuff. But those things become powerful in this moment, right? And this is the beauty about God, right? Is that his very nature carries his word. Are you guys with me? So when, when you do open up and when you're there and you're like, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to open up. And you experience his presence, right? Do you know what happens? is that even if you haven't read that he's a provider, you know it in your heart. Even if you haven't read that he's a healer, you know it in your heart. Even if you haven't read that he's a protector, you know it in your heart. Are you with me? Do you know why? It's because only when you experience his love, and we were talking about this last week, right? Only when you experience this love, then you realize that this love produces all the other stuff. And you compare it to yourself and you say, but I'm chasing all this other stuff, but I never had love. But now when I go back and I get love, I realize that all the other stuff is automatic. I realize that my focus has never meant to be the other stuff. My focus was just meant to receiving his love. Are you with me? And there was a night after a couple of weeks, you know, we sat there, we sat there, and I promise it was half past two in the morning. But you know, I love my sister, so, and I'm a pastor, so I'm going to help her, you know? I'm like, listen, I'll charge you later. No, I'm kidding. So, and we're sitting there, and man, I'm like falling asleep. You can ask her. I was even sitting. I'm like, yeah, okay. And she's like standing, looking at me. She's like, dude, take this seriously. What's wrong with you, you know? And I promise you, the Holy Spirit just gave me this, this different angle on faith, you know, and, and belief. Dude. When I tell you the way the Spirit of God dropped in that room, even her, she broke down crying. She's like, I get it. From that moment, it was, listen, you guys can keep it. Afterwards, everything. You know what happened three weeks afterwards? Was it three weeks? A month? Two months. Two months afterwards. This is making my story even better. <laughs> Do you know what happened two months afterwards? Right? She gets a phone call. From the same boss. From the same boss. You know what they said? They said, uh... Mr. Raghavan, um, we're very sorry, but we weren't allowed to do that. Can we hire you back? Hello? But here's the thing. No physical outcome of anything. But what did she have? She had the knowing in her heart. Right. Now listen, as a believer, I'm sorry. This is your labor to enter rest. Bash, how long is it going to take? Commit. Be consistent. We, we mentioned at the men's meeting that decisions require commitment. You don't just decide and leave it. Are you with me? Right? Now she's on the flip side. Now she gets her justice, right? <laughs> she's like, these suckers. <laughs> she gets her justice. She's like, nah, I'm going to fight them. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? you won. I don't understand. What, what do you want to fight now? No ways. I'm going to take them down. They can pay me out millions. I'm like, okay. Okay. Now, you went from fear and insecurity to now self-righteousness and pride. Just calm down. <laughs> Let's breathe, okay? 
But can you see the things we have to contend with with ourselves? Forget your worldly problems, guys. Internally with ourselves, right? She's like, yeah. So she comes, she's like, but should I take them on? I'm like, okay, just breathe. We're not going to rush this. We're going to seek God, right? And we went through it. And you know, we had peace to say, listen, don't fight this. Don't fight this, right? You took the stand. You know, all this stuff and everything. God led you through. Yeah. And, and, the whole, and we had peace to say, okay, go back and do it. Yeah. Right? Listen, getting millions out of them will not even come close to knowing I walked with this thing with my father. Exactly. exactly. Even getting the millions will do nothing for you. The thing that will stand out, that will change your life is that I walked with him hand in hand and he That's took it. me through this thing and I won on his conditions. More importantly, imagine you're going back to something every day. And you're like, I don't need this. 100%. I don't know about you guys. Jeez, yeah. I mean, just think about it. <laughs> yeah. The boss could threaten her. He could threaten her every day for the next 10 years. She'll just be like, whatever. I've experienced God <laughs> and his provision. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. But now here's the thing. Do you know what's happened to her after that? Before, she was in a job just to get paid. She gets paid well. She buys me a lot of food. Anyway. We'll talk about that, right? But the thing is this, is that now she's in a position where she has to test in her own heart. Okay, wait, but if I'm going to be here and I don't need to, God's my provider, why am I here? Can you see what the rest of God empowers you to do? You know what's happened? Now she's got purpose in her heart. Now she knows why she's working. She she's preaching to all of them. <laughs> More importantly, now... She's got a work environment. She's been moved to new teams. She's got a work environment with a focus that she loves, right? More importantly, now in the workplace, she's the beacon. She's like, yo, you remember, um, you remember when, when Trevor Noah did his joke? He's like, yo, there goes the daywalker. You know? You guys don't know that joke? Anyway. But anyway, I thought they were going to know it. Some people are nodding. But anyway, she's now known as she's the one. She didn't buckle. Yeah, she was the last one. She was the last one. She didn't buckle. Now, here's the thing. This is no praise to her. This is all by the grace of God that's available to every single one of you. We, we, we had the same mandates. Yeah. <laughs> they told us, you believe in our false doctrine or you fired. I'm like, cheers, bro. I'm out. <laughs> right? But imagine the weight of her words now if somebody's struggling and needs to, needs to connect with God through a challenge. She never buckled under the pressure. They're going to go to her and she's going to be able to say, remember, remember that time that we were all here and everybody buckled and I didn't. Remember what God did for me. God can do it for you. Exactly. And she won't even have to preach a message. Just the fact that she lived it. But it had to start with what happened inside her heart first. Exactly. Amen. Don't settle for just doing church, folks. Don't settle for just knowing the Word. The Word is the introduction to the author. That's it. We, we, need to, we need to understand the author in our hearts. Feel Him, sense Him, know Him, walk with Him, yada with That's Him. That's it. And I tell you, you want consistency in your Christian walk? Because I see videos. Three ways to be consistent in your Christian walk. I'm like... What the heck? How are you going to have three ways to Read be consistent? Read your Bible, pray, and give. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. But they don't realize that, what does the Bible tell us? That the work in you only gets start, completed by him who started it. You can't complete the work in you. Are you with me? 
And I'm telling you, personally, I've seen in her own life that coming through that moment and having tasted and seen, geez, he is, he is more real than these words can describe him, right? You must see how it's bolstered her walk with God. Where now it's stirred a fire in her heart. It's like, I need more. This is who this loving heavenly father is. And that's why your pursuit of God, guys, can never be independent of this experience that we're talking about. If it is, it's, Christianity is a self-help course for you. I'm sorry, that's what it is. Let's close with this because uh, we're running over a little bit. But I'm sorry. Think about this. doesn't matter what challenge comes ahead. She's tasted God's power. She's tasted God's uh, protection and provision. So whether it's sickness in her body that comes, whether it's whatever this world can throw at her, she's going to walk it through. She's going to walk it through based on that experience. And that experience will translate into all the others to come. God is good, guys. Don't ever, ever, ever cut yourself short of that experience. Seek it out. Yeah, because it's going to change something inside of you. And guess what? It's not only for you. It's for the people around you, the ones that love you and know you and in your circle. They need to see you thrive in God. They need to see you sensing God so that they've got something tangible to grab onto. The Bible says no man will see God unless he sees God in our lives. Amen? Do it not just for yourself, but do it for everyone around you. Your kids. Man. Your kids need to see that you're a man of faith. They need to see how dad solves problems, how dad faces issues, how dad handles the neighbor next door, or how dad handles people not paying, paying at work, or whatever it is, bad customers or whatever. They need to see that in you. Are you with me, guys? I think this was a very, very, very good message. Well done, Bash. Everybody give God a round of applause. Yes, let's give God a standing ovation. What do you think? <laughs> God is good. God is good. Let's close our eyes and close in prayer, everybody. Father, I want to thank you for every special soul that you have brought into this room, Father. I thank you that we have the privilege to share our experiences and share the, the word and what we've experienced through the word with each and every one of them. Father, our greatest desire is that they have a connection with you that will transform them, Father, from faith to faith, from hope to hope, grace to grace. Father, we hope that their hearts are transforming every day to a stronger, more fortified son and daughter of God, not just for their sake, but for the sake of those around them the lost and the desperate, those who are stumbling in the darkness. They need a pillar of light, strength, and love in their lives. Father, fortify each and every one of these dear children of yours this morning. Show yourself to them more and more each day, every day, so that they can be your light in the world. They can be the salt that you proclaim. We thank you for everything that you are building inside of us. We thank you that you are bringing us to a fullness in our walk. We thank you that we are growing into a maturity of a spiritual man that is totally disconnected from this world. That's where we find our peace and our strength. 
in the man that you make us. Your way, through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all those who love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Have an amazing week, family.